Amen today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We bless your name. Adoration and power be unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You are the mighty God and King of glory, the Lord of lords. Yahweh of Judah, the root of the tribe of Jesse, Emmanuel, the Lord with us. Glorious and excellent and power be unto your name, O Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, our Maker. We thank you, our God. We thank you, our King. There is none like unto you, O Lord. We worship you. We come in reference to say thank you, Lord, this afternoon. Thank you, Father, for this moment. Thank you, Father, for this hour. Glory, 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 and honor to your name in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for this gathering. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Maseka Alunia Sandayana. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration and power. Adoration and power be unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Glorious God of Israel, thank you. Lord of Israel, thank you. God of Israel, thank you. Our awesome Father, we are so glad to have you as our God, as our Father, as our Maker. Oh, Lord, thank you. You are our everything. You are our everything. You are our everything. And everything is you. Oh Lord, you are everything. And everything is you. You are everything, oh Lord, and everything is you. Thank you, Father, for being there with us. Thank you, Father, for every day, every time we see you. We feel you. We see you, we feel you. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. We give glory to you, Father. Adoration and power be unto your most holy name. Be thou exalted forever. Be thou magnified, O God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, our maker. Hope of Israel. Hope of Israel. Now we thank you. We give you glory. We lift your name. We lift your name. We say thank you. Glory and power be unto you, Lord, today in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Adoration and power be unto your name in the name of Jesus. Adoration and power. Oh, majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration, and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration, and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration, and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration, and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Adoration and power be unto you, Lord. We praise you. Lord, we honor you. 
Lord, we adore you. Our King and our Maker, we say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there with us. Thank you for being there for us today. We bless your name. We bless your name. We are so glad. We are happy. We thank you for this joy that is bubbling in our heart, for the reason of your presence, for the reason of your glory. Lord, we say thank you. We appreciate you, our maker, our God, and our King. Thank you. Lord, you are glorious. You are glorious. Oh, so glorious. You are glorious. Oh, so glorious. We are privileged and honored to worship at your throne, to be called into your presence as your own. You are glorious, glorious, you are glorious. Oh, so glorious, you are glorious, oh, so glorious. We are privileged and honored to worship at your throne, to be called into your presence as your own. You are glorious. Thank you, Father. You are glorious and so glorious. Thank you for being called into your presence, O Lord. Hmm. Thank you for being called into your presence, O Lord. Thank you for being called into your presence, O Lord. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We bless your name. Lord, we adore you for being called into your presence. Thank you for being called into your presence. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We appreciate you. We give you glory, honor, and power to your name, O Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome in your doings, awesome in your works. You are awesome in our lives. O Lord, you speak and it is. You speak and it is. You spoke and they were. O Lord, thank you. Oh Lord, thank you. Oh Lord, thank you. Oh Lord, we worship you. Ancient of day, our fathers and our father and our makers, our father and our maker, we worship you. We give you glory. We adore you, Lord. Adoration and power. Oh majesty be unto our God. Adoration. Adoration and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration and power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Adoration, adoration. And power, oh, and majesty be unto our God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we worship. Amen. Amen and amen. You're welcome to this fellowship this evening. 
We bless the Lord for bringing us to his presence again through this outreach. We thank God for this, for making it, making us, counting us worthy to broadcast to teeming people of God, God's people. And we bless the Lord for today again. The Lord is going to do us good. Hallelujah. Today is our uh, teaching or uh, fellowship day when we have teachings on uh, the Word of God. We have dedicated today to reach out unto the body of Christ and the homes. We believe that the home is a church. And we believe that as we reach home, we are reaching the church of the Lord. Even if it is only one person that the Lord is making available to be with us, that we hear this message, we pray that we will be connected directly to the source. That is, that is even where we are called and we are sent. And we believe that as you listen to us, the Lord God Almighty in his glory, he will bless you. He will bless you. He bless every one of us today by his very special grace in Jesus' name. We give glory to his most holy name. Thank you, Father, for everything, Lord. Blessed the name of the Lord. We are here again this afternoon to go into this teaching and we believe that the Lord in his glory will teach us his word in the name of Jesus. The title before us today is Living an Attractive Life. Living an Attractive Life. Living an attractive life. And we have the example of somebody that we want that we John that we want to have, uh, want to place before us. Want to look into the life of John the Baptist as a man that attracted us also to this teaching. Uh, John himself was the inspiration. While we study the word of God, we find John as the inspiration for this message today. And this is where we are beginning. There are a lot of other people that live an attractive life in the scripture. And there are a lot of people that are still living attractive lives, even in the present. But the Bible character is our focus that God placed before us always, and which we must dwell upon. Because they are the witnesses. I mean, those people that live attractively, they are, the, they, are the, they are God's own witnesses to all of us to learn and to hear from so that we will be able to live our life. And then our life will go into the divine record of how we live it as they did. I mean, those that we are, whose life we are looking into. By the grace of the Lord, we want to check John as an example of living an attractive life. We all know what an attractive life is. A life that brings God and men close. A life that, that, that is exemplary. A 
life that is emulatable, a life that is followable, a life that, 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 that teaches lessons, a life that is so, uh, is so glorious and so attractive that men cannot deny that they, uh, they, they, they encounter. When we encounter somebody that is holy, there is an impartation, there is this uh, uh, aura, there is this, uh, this, this, uh, this divine release of the things that we contacted through contacting the person. So, and um, by the grace of the Lord, this is exactly what the Lord has taught us in the past when we are talking about. Um, they, they have about character of God's people because what we carry as people of God as blessing and grace is they are there for us in order to reach men with so that through us God will reach men and this is the essence of our life as believers because we are church or the, we, are the, we are the body of Christ together and we are all aiming at making it at the end. We are aiming at, at meeting Christ and our Master in the end. When we meet Him, we believe we have a place with Him. But if the Lord is going to make us to meet Him, all the things, all those kind of things also will be, will be, will be seasoned with how God meets men through us. If God, if we are hoping to meet God in the end, I mean, that one will be ceasing, that one we have is reason for meeting him anchored in how God meets men through us also. How God meets men through us. Because if you are meeting God and God cannot meet men through us, I don't know the possibility of we meeting God in the last day. So that's the reason why we want to go into the teaching again today, which is similar to that which we have taught. And we have, we are, we have, we have gone through during the weeks that we are examining the issue on the character of God's people. So, now let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Matthew 3, book of St. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. That's where we see the case of John that we want to... Let's read from verse 1 to verse 5. Bible said, verse 1, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 3. For this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. 4. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and he laid that gadu about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild, honey. 5. 
Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. And verse 6, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Hallelujah. We want also to read, uh, okay, let's read to 13, through to 13. We will not jump anything. I want us to jump before, but let's continue. Verse 7 now. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of those stones, of these stones, to, to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not fruit is good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Level. I indeed baptize thee, baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Okay, let me read verse 13 because of time. Then cometh John from Galilee to Jordan unto, unto John to be baptized of him. Hallelujah. Because we still we, we may still go uh, touch some area in what we are, we, are, we, are read, we have read just now. Now let's look at John. John the Baptist is a man called and prepared by God and sent, and he was sent before the Lord. He was sent before the Lord. The ministry of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to save to save mankind, to save all of us, and to deliver us in the world wouldn't have been without God sending someone to prepare his way. When Jesus Christ would come to this world to save us, the Lord in his own, in his own divine answer thought of sending someone in John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was sent before Jesus Christ. But when we look at the life of this John, According to what we read in the scripture, he is, he is not an attractive person in terms of how he dresses, where he lives, and the kind of uh, life he lives inside. It's not a, it's not it's not a common. Uh, it's not somebody that lives life that is uh, that other lives. Let me just put it simply. So he lives in a way that. Uh, one would be thinking that why should somebody leave a house and live and dwell in the wilderness? But this is the reason. And God has the reason of making it so. Now, we don't not want to look at him, look at him personally, examine his life rather. Let's examine him through how the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, the Bible presented him to us. Hallelujah. Start from verse 4, and he said, And this same and the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and he laid and gathered about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Simple. That is verse 4. 
and his and his, his, his dress, his, the way he, the way he dress, his attire is not uh, is not uh, common. It's strange a bit, even to modern world, and even to his own world at time at that time also. He dresses in camel's hair. Hmm? And you know how what camel's hair would how camel's hair will look like? Thick, strong, so and such. And that is how he, uh, he dresses with ears. So he will he will look like an animal in a way. We look ugly. It's not it's not dressing in linen clothes. It's not dressing in in such in, uh, in such uh, attractive uh, uh, attire. And the Bible said he had a leathern girdle also about his loin. So even the loin that he had on on his dress was still, it was still leathered. And uh, when we look about what he eats, the kind of food that he eats is locust. He eats on locust and wild honey. So this man was like a wild man himself. The way the Bible presented him to us, to, to us, he lived, he lived widely. He was a wild man himself. But yet. When we find out what made people to be attracted unto him, we do not know anything about the thing that is natural that is that make him to be attractive, attractive unto men. But verse 5 added to us that I mean, then went out to him Jerusalem, a whole city, a whole nation, and all Judea and all the region round about. They went out to him. Yet in this kind of dressing, in this kind of presentation of himself, non-attractive, even in a wide life that he was living, so then people see he was still attracted to people. And then that one caused, caught my fancy, personally. Now what really attracted men to this kind of, uh, attracted men to this kind of person in John? And they came repenting of their sins according to verses and were baptized of him in Jordan confessing their sins which meant this man was living a life that is essential to God the very life that God wants all of us to live to make to make men to turn unto God the life that God has designed for believers to live to make man repent and turn unto God See, like we said that when we began, that if you are all thinking about meeting God, then we should also be thinking about um, how God is meeting men through us. Is God meeting men through us? Yet this man, as unpopular, unattractive, and as wide as he was, I mean John the Baptist, so uh, yet people still throng at him. Even his message was not attractive. When you look at the message, the Bible said in verse 7, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to him to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who had warned you to flee from the wrath to come, 
this person was not even attractive. Let's read to, to verse 12. He said, Bring forth, verse 8, Bring forth therefore fruit meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is thrown down and cast into the fire. Hallelujah. Can you see the message? That this message was not even attractive. It's not attractive. It wasn't attractive. Yes, people come to him. Yes, people reach out to him. And they were asking questions on what they would do. Because this is what God has been, has been waiting for. If we are thinking of meeting God in the last day, then, then let's also think about how God is meeting men to us. How God, how is it that we are reaching out unto men and God is reaching through us, is reaching men to us. This man John was not attractive in anything. His message, his dress, New John the Baptist, his dressing, his attire, and even what he eats, the kind of, I mean, his delicacy. His delicacy was what? Low cost and honey. His, 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 clo- his clothes was, his clothing was animal skin. So he was essentially living, essentially living an, attra- an attractive life to men. But yet, people are thronging at him, surrendering their life. Then let us see the quality of this man. Why is it that with all this wide life that John was living, including the kind of clothes he wear, his kind of clothing, his, uh, his food, even his message that was not attractive, yet people came up to him. I found, I found out, find out one thing first. At the time that, that John came, there had been silence in hearing the word of the Lord in Israel. I think it was about 400 years or more that there was silence. God did not send any prophet, neither did he send any, 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 any messenger until then. And people were looking for a right person. People were looking for a man who will reach out to them with the new word of God. And the Lord God himself made it so, so that people, when they are coming to Jesus Christ, or when, they will, when, when God will begin to do the new thing of bringing Christ and bringing in a new dispensation of grace through Christ, people will be much ready for it. And I want to say this quickly, that also that uh, God is still in the business of preparing men to meet Jesus, to meet God. But he will always use man to reach man. He will always use life to reach lives. Hallelujah. Now, we know that if, when the, the, God himself who made it so that the, the, the time that John came, there was, there, was, there was this farming of the word of God at that time. Then, people were prepared and they came thronging at him. But if this man would live the, the kind of life that he lived at that time, 
in, in, in terms of physical appearance, he was not attractive, but because the people were looking for the truth, they were expecting the word of God to come unto God, unto them, and reach them. So they throng at him. Now, today also, in our age, it's unlike them at that time. We have men of God that are preaching the gospel to us. We have people that are reaching unto us with the word of God, like we are doing here right now. Then, <clears throat> it seems as if people are not even really prepared, prepared enough as they prepare at that time. Because they have found the word, we have found the word of God as not attractive as any I mean, anymore. Yet, in this kind of situation, God is still sending men and is still using men. But the problem will be who are those men that God will use for this time of ours? John was available at this time because the Lord God Himself prepared him. Yet, and then at our time, we all, we all, all, of, all of us also need the word of the Lord. We need divine visitation of the Lord. So, in our time here, we need John of our own time. We need people of our own time that, I mean, through, through whom God will reach us. Hallelujah. And remember that we said, and I will always say it even until the end of this program, of this teaching that, if you are thinking of meeting Christ in the last days, then let us think also about how God is meeting men through us. How is God reaching men through us? If you are thinking of meeting Jesus, of being welcomed by him, how is it also that God is reaching men and welcoming men to his kingdom through us? The essence of a Christian life is to make men to see God. Is to present, and the essence of God bringing us to this world is to present, is to present us to men, in order that that through men, through us, men will reach, will come, will reach, will reach unto God. So this was what uh, happened to John. Then when we look at about the life of John, how did he live his life? I saw, I saw this quality of, uh, a quality of of life that attracted men unto John. The quality of life that attracted men. John was a surrendered person. John, uh, he, he was a surrendered man. He lived surrenderly unto God. He was loyal to Christ. He, he lived in humility. He lived in transparency. Transparency. He was consistent. He was selfishness. He, he was he was selfless. I mean, he has he, he has selflessness attitude. He understands the time and season. He understands his limits. He understands his ministry. He was heavenly linked. He understands the scripture. Hallelujah. And I found all these things in the book of John chapter 3, verse 25 to 36. John 23, 25, verse 25 to 36. And what does the Bible say there? John chapter 3, verse 25. John 3, let's go to John chapter 3 together. Verses 25, of verse 25 to verse 36. Hallelujah. 
Remember that we 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 we, we, we were when uh, 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 listing the the quality life of John that made men to be attracted to be attracted to him. He surrendered life. Live a surrendered life. Somebody who have to leave the comfort zone and abandon everything about himself unto God. That not a surrendered life. He was loyal to, to Christ. We see that or find that we find that in the, in the, in the scripture that I'm about to read. He lived, he lived in humility. Humbled himself. He has access to living sophisticated life, comfortable life, like others as in. But he was humbled enough to go into the into 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 into, into uh, uh, um into a kind of a, a solitary, living alone, up to, unto, uh, 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 living unto God and living by himself. He was so humble. He was transparent. He was consistent. He was he lived, he lived selflessly. He understand the time and season. He understand his limits. He understand his ministry. He was heavenly linked. And you understand the scripture. So look at those qualities and examine your life. Because these are the things that is that make God to be attracted to you and that make you to, uh, to be attracted to men. There is nobody who is living this kind of quality of life that men will not be attracted to. Surrender life, life of life of loyalty to Christ, humility, transparency consistent selflessness you understand time and season you understand your limits you understand your ministry heavenly link you understand the scripture of course let's read let's read john chapter 3 verse 25 to 36 hallelujah Bible says here i read then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John. Where did they come unto John? Where did they find John? In the wilderness. They came unto John in the wilderness. They came unto John in the wilderness. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized and all men come unto him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given unto him, except it be given him from heaven. Look at that answer. Now, people in their own idea, they were thinking that it's an offense for another person after John to write, preaching the same gospel, and yet, John was the one who baptized him. They said, the person you baptized. Meaning that they were thinking that John, that John was greater than Jesus Christ. And he's supposed to, be, he's supposed to submit unto John. They have not known, they are, the people have not known whom Christ was at that time. Of course, they didn't know what transpired between John and, uh, and Jesus Christ. Even they did not know what John came for. But John understood his ministry. He understood his limits. And he was so humble to answer them 
rightly. He said, let me read that place again. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee, the young Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, the same baptized, and all men come to him. And you see that? So he answered, he said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. You don't have to report him to me. He is, he is greater than me. Look, verse 28, he said, You yourself bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. 29, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which attended and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom, bridegroom's voice. This my joy therefore is full, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Verse 32. And what he had seen and heard, that he testified. And no man received his testimony. Verse 33. He that had received his testimony had said to his seed that God is true. 34. For whom God had sent speaketh the word of God, for God giveth not spirit. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. 35. The Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hand. Alright. Now, hear me the verse 36, okay? He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son of God hath not seen life, but the wrath of God abided on him. So, John, when you look at this scripture, you find the surrendered life there. The loyal, the loyal, he was so loyal to to to, to, the, to his master Jesus Christ. He was humble, he was transparent, he was consistent. He was uh, he, he lived selflessness. He, he, not, he was not selfish in, in, in his life. How do I do I put that one? He, he has the quality of being not. I mean, being selfless. Selflessness. No word. I don't know how to. You're understanding me. So then he understand the time and season. He understand his limits. He understand his ministry. Heaven, he was heavenly linked. He understand the scripture. When you look at all this quality, these are the attraction that John had. These are the quality of life that John had that attracted men unto, unto him. Even in the wilderness where he was, where he was staying. I mean, his home. Which means that a wilderness, a man of God that is ministering in a kind of wilderness and is called and is anointed, he can still draw men unto himself. God can still draw men unto him. Because why? He was living, because that man, this John exactly, especially, was living directly unto God. And God made wilderness to become, what do I call it now? His own headquarter. Where people throng at. There was a time I, I, somebody said something. He said something. If a man, if a man know how to set, I mean, to build a a, 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 a a rat trap, better than his neighbor, and he's living in the bush. He said people will beat the bush to come to him, and come around him. You see, 
When somebody is living an attractive life, if it is God that is living unto, God holds the people. He owns men. He owns the world. This age, where we build cathedrals and we build, we paint our houses very well in order to attract men onto the house. Here, John did not have any house. He didn't have cathedral. Neither did he build any house, any, any, any church. But his life became the attraction that people were attracted to. It's unlike us today. When we build church and we build fine cathedral in order to attract men, yet men are not attracted unto God. This is an essential thing for us to learn from. That God is looking for men. He's not looking for structure. God, God's method always is men. Men always look for method. But God look for men. So men are not always attracted onto, onto the buildings. Of course, we have in this age that men have been attracted to our buildings. That's why we build, we build magnific- magnificent house. But if we build a magnificent army, uh, 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 cathedral, for the, uh, you said for the Lord, and your life who build the house is not attractive, it's not lit, it's not lit well, let me tell you something, people will just be attracted to the building and they will go out of it because if they find another better better house or better building that is beautiful, that is more, 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 more glorious or beautiful than yours that you built, they will still go there. But John, he has his life prepared, surrendered unto, unto the Father. And that was how God drew men unto him, where he was. Because he, God knew that if they come unto, unto John, they will meet him, God, with John. So that is, that is the essence of being a servant of the Lord. We are not to build cathedral, we are to build lives. And our lives is the one that is going to be the world, the attraction to people. God is still looking for men today. Through whom he will do his own thing. Men are God's method. The church is looking for better methods. That's why they build houses, beautiful houses. But God is looking for better men. If God finds better men in the wilderness still today, God can still attract, attract men unto them. Are you a servant of the Lord here? I know you are listening to me. How, 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 how are you really, really reaching on to men through your life? Or let me say, how is how cordial are you with God? It's such that through you, God, God will attract, attract men onto your ministry without any advance. It is possible today. John did not post any, 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 any poster. Neither did, he, neither, neither did he do what? Neither did he, did he, uh, uh, did he uh, go to the air in order to announce what he wanted to do or where he is. But yet, he preached and people heard. And it, it, the life that it, it, it was not his mouth that really preached, it was his life that preached. So he preached because that people heard because he was preaching a life. That was that he was living through. He's living for God and living through God, and that was what his message. That is what what, what made his message to be what to be mightier and to be strong for men to hear. 
Do you know the measure of a man is not in what he preach, he preaches, but the measure of a man is 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 how he lives through God, and God is living, and, and God is living and making men to live through Him. Let me tell you something that this dispensation that we have that we are right now was heralded by John, by this same John. He was the one who entered first into into the into the uh, this realm or this dispensation of grace. No wonder Jesus called him. He said, "Out of men that are born by by, 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 by woman, John was the greatest." Hallelujah! But he will be the least in the kingdom of God. Why? Because he did not experience the grace of Jesus Christ that we are experienced. But yet, he was the one who did what? Who prepared the way for this grace that Jesus gave to us. He was the one who the Lord used to prepare the way so that the glory that God was about to bring into the world was uh, initiated by him. Hallelujah. Now, we are living in our own world today, and the question is, are men, is God, is God reaching out to men through us? And how efficient are we also in our service unto him and in the service of the gospel? Because this man, the glory and the efficiency of the gospel is, was taken on this man. Who proclaims it? And if you are proclaiming this, life, this gospel also, then our life is taken on that message, on that message that we are preaching. So if there is going to be any worthwhile repentance from people, it will be through our own life also. God is still looking for men. The Bible says in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 10, chapter uh, 16, verse 9, the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them. I mean, the man whose heart is perfect toward him. The Lord is still God, as he was in the time of John. And he can use men who prepare themselves, who prepare their heart, who surrender their life as John did. You see, if God is going to do anything, he will channel it through men that, are, that, that he found. We pray that the Lord will find us in the name of Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost does not flow through method of men. No, no, no. When the Holy Ghost is coming upon men, he will not come, he's coming. He will, come, he will not come upon method, and he will not be. The uh, Holy Ghost will not baptize our instrument or our church. Neither will he baptize our our, our 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 buildings or our cars, our posh cars that we use to attract men these days. Eh? Of course, all those attractions that we are giving unto men, they are fake, and that is the reason why we are not having quality Christian life. Yes. The life of most Christians in our age today is based on what they see, not on what they taste in our lives. I mean, through our lives and ministry. So, now, if you think that building mighty cathedral or having a, I mean, living a sophisticated life will bring men unto God, we are making mistakes. Let me tell you something that God will channel His grace only through the people that are prepared. He will not channel his great through machinery of men. Mm-mm. He will not channel his, 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 his blessing through, through machinery of men or the, through the method of men. He does, he does not anoint plan of men, but he are not men with plan. 
God does not do what? He does not anoint men. I mean, the plan of men. But he anoints men with plan. So, the word of, I mean, every minister of God should be the golden pipe through which the divine oil of God flows. All of us as, as people of God, as men of God, like John the Baptist did, his life became the channel of God through which the golden oil of God, the golden grace of the Lord flowed. And yet, he didn't have Christ that we had. He, have, he didn't confess Jesus Christ in salvation as we, were, as we did. But yet, he lived his life exactly as the Lord would want him to live. How are we living our life? Above all, all of us together, we are called upon today to check our life. What are those attractions that we are giving unto men through our lives? Ministers of, ministers of God, check your life. Christian brother or sister, check your life. Those that you are working with, those around you, your neighbors, your, 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 your fellow students, and all the rest of them, what are they seeing through you? Are they seeing the Christ that you ought to see? Is the Lord, is the Lord himself, I mean, is being preached through you genuinely? The Lord will help us to answer well by the grace of the Lord. Amen. So, uh, he was John was commended by Jesus Christ because he lived his life straightforwardly. He lived his life in a way that it cannot, it cannot be denied that he lived that life. And Jesus Christ himself did not shut up his mouth against the truth and the fact about John. The book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 10 and 11, the Bible said, in the, uh, let me read that one. He said, Jesus Christ says there, he said, For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before me, thy way before me. Verily, 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 I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, at not risen, a greater than John. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven, is greater than him. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, can you see the divine link there to the kingdom of God? He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence take it by force from somebody like John. The kingdom of God from John, from John became what? Violence. And he suffered what? Violence. Anybody that will live his life eh, as Christian must be must live violently. In a way, in what way? He must be thorough with his life. He must be ready even for death. He must live in total total loyalty. It this means that John who lived his life cannot be ignored because he lived and lived an ignorable life. A life that is so attractive to the extent that Jesus Christ has to comment on the way he lived. Now, we are being called this day to live our life attractively unto God. So that Jesus Christ himself in the last day will announce us. He will declare us. All the life that we are living at this time, uh, as Christians, we don't know 
why it is that even as we read the scripture, the scripture is not reaching unto us. So, yes, the Lord wants it that through us, Christian life will be lived exactly the way God put it down and write it down for us to live. And that was what John lived. He lived according to the principle and precept of the word of God. And everything about the standard laid for him, he lived. So he didn't live by method of men. That was why he separated himself and he was living in the wilderness. But in the wilderness, he has the message. He has the genuine message of the truth. He has the genuine message of, of, of righteousness. He has the genuine message of repentance. And people who needed repentance flowed around him. And he was attracted to them. And they live that life. And I want you to, I want you to know that the basis for living an attractive life is to live in Christ. And Christ in us. The basis for living an attractive life is to live in Christ totally. And Christ is living himself, living his life in us also totally. Because when Christ's life is on the inside, is lived on the inside, the aura that we surround us, the, uh, the, the, the graces that will flow around us, and uh, the emissions that will come out of us will be, will be so glorious that people in people themselves, they will testify of us that we are, we are living the life. That's why Jesus Christ said in the book of John, chapter 15, John chapter 15, the scripture says there in verse 4 and 5, 15, 4 and 5, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Hallelujah. So the basis for living an attractive life is Jesus Christ. Because there is no any attractive man as Jesus Christ. There is nobody that is so attractive. There is no man that was so attractive inside and outside than Jesus Christ. He was the express image of God. We're talking of the super glory of his. He was, he was, let's read it in the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 to 6. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Bible tell us, tell us about Jesus Christ there. Who being the brightness of the glory and the express image of his person, that is of God's person. And, and behold, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Verse 4. We made so much better than the angel, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will, know, I, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. This is, this is the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the reason why he remained the only person through whom we can live the life of God. The attractive life that God wants us to live. Because he was the express image of God. He was the express image of God. And the glory of God, look, what men lost was restored by Jesus Christ. Men lost the glory of God from the beginning. Men lost the honor of God. The Bible said, all men have seen and come short of the glory of God. All men have seen and come short. All pastors, all leaders have seen and come short of the glory of God. 
All of us, we have come short of the glory of God. And that was what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to restore the glory to us. And when we live in him and he lives in us, he lives through, I mean, we live through him and he lives his life in us, then the attraction that is genuine, that we bring men closer unto God, we come. And that's why we are we are being invited to Jesus again and again and again. And we will not stop saying it because it is only him and through him we can live. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's be, go, let, let's be rounding up a bit as we begin to look at what is an attractive life. We have found Jesus Christ being made much better than the angels. We have found Jesus Christ being the brightness of the glory of God and the express image of his person. And who is upholding all, who, who, through whom God is upholding all things by the word of his power. Now, we saw Jesus Christ, and this is the same Jesus that John the Baptist presented unto men. He drew the attention of men unto Jesus Christ. Through him, people came to know that John did not come except for preparing their hearts to meet Jesus. This is exactly what is happening in now. Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And everywhere we are located and everywhere we are, we are being called upon this, we are being given the same ministry to attract, attract men unto Jesus Christ. To bring men to Jesus Christ. To restore men unto Jesus Christ through our life. This is against what many of us as Christians, how, how we live our life. Many of us, we cannot boast of winning somebody through our character. Some people, out of many of us, look, may the Lord God Almighty change our lives. The, the time that we, are li- that we are living in the now has been, is, is, is a kind of more dangerous time than even the time that John came. Because any time Jesus Christ can come back, any time this world can come to an end, but the way we live our life, anywhere we are, shows who, I mean, points to where we are going to go and end our life. Don't forget we said that if we are thinking of meeting God in the last days, then let us think of how God is meeting men through us also. Is God really meeting men through you? It's a question that you must answer. Is God reaching men through you? Is God winning men through you, through me? The same question goes to me. How am I reaching out to men through God? And how is God reaching to men through me? It's a question that all of us must answer. Then what is an attractive life? And that's an attractive life, so we are riding on with that. An attractive life is, a, is, is an abiding life. We have read it in the book of John chapter 15, verse 4 and, verse 4 and 15. An attractive life is an abiding life. We have said it that Jesus Christ remain uh, our should remain our the, the basis uh, through which we can live that I mean we can live attractively. Verse for abiding men and I and I in you that is John fifteen four and the, and as, as the branch cannot bear of bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye can ye except you abide in me. And verse, uh, verse 15, he said, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Look at this. 
Jesus Christ, through the word of through the word heard from his father, reached to us. And when he reached us, he pointed us unto God and he pointed God unto us. So we want us to meet God. Jesus Christ also present the, presented the life of God unto us. So we cannot present less unto men. If we say we are, we are Christians, let's check our life. How are we responding to men? To men uh, uh, when we meet men? How are we responding to all the challenges that we are meeting even from men? Many of us, we are being frustrated by people that are living around us or living with us because as the enemy themselves, they know that we don't have that quality of life. So they want us to become sinners by making some of them to provoke us to, 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 and, and set them against us in order for us to, to be caught by them. By, 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 by those kind of uh, life that they live that provokes all that. Are, so, but if we, are, we want to live the life of Christ, it was gentle. The Bible said there was no, uh, no, guile, no, no, no guile word was found in his mouth. He speaks the way he hears the Lord speak. He lived exactly the life of God. Natia, and that was what attracted men unto him. Remove Christ in your life, there is no attraction that you have. There is no beauty that you have. Look at John. He did not have any, he was not living any beautiful or attractive life, yet his life, from his side, even his message, which was not even attractive also, yet people were thronging around him. Because, because why? God himself was the one that was bringing him. You don't need to advertise yourself, men of God. It's God that will advertise you. When God, when God sees that He's only Himself and His channel, and 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 you channel your life onto Him, and and He's channeling His life through you, He know how to bring men unto Himself through us. The Word of God, the man of God says says some, somewhere sometime. He said when he was beginning message, uh, one day he was considering how people are leaving his church and going to other men's church. And how men from other churches they are coming onto his church, and he was wondering. So he was wondering, he was worried about the about it, and he prayed about the matter. And the Lord spoke to him, Lord, he said, you be be uh, uh, be concerned about uh, how you prepare the word of the Lord, and how you be concerned on who and who I bring to do what to listen to the word of God. You see, when you are hearing from the Lord, and when you are receiving from the Lord. God will bring men to, to take or to receive that which you are, you are collecting from God. God is in the business of bringing men to his, to his work by himself. If you are living the correct life, we don't need to go, to go at a scatter for bringing men unto God. God knows how to bring his men unto himself. The Bible said unto Shiloh come, unto him shall the what? Shall the gathering of the people be unto him? Shall the gathering of the people be? If the, the gathering of the people will be unto God, it means that God will by Himself bring men unto Himself. I, I I love that kind of ministry, the ministry where you don't need to advertise yourself, where you don't need to print ambiance before people hear you, before people come to your place. Hallelujah! You just minister the word of the Lord, and the Lord bring people that He wants to be to brought. To, to be brought unto you, and they came. And when they come, they will meet only one thing. That is what they will meet Jesus Christ. They will meet God. So they will not meet any other machinery attraction or anything physical. Huh? This is what the Lord really wants. 
in our lives as believers to present God and God present us to present Christ and God and Christ present us unto them so that when people come and when people reach out unto us and when people come to us they will find only one thing and that is Jesus Christ that was what we found in John who lived his life in surrenderness who lived his life to be loyal unto, unto Christ he was humble he was transparent he was consistent he was selfless he had understanding of time and season you see he understand his limits he understand his ministry and he was heavenly linked he was heavenly linked and he understand the scripture so when all these qualities in our life it will bring men to us and not unto us but unto god let us change as people of god even as ministers of god is our life that is the aroma of god that we are that we bring men unto god when god when the aroma that comes out of us attract god falls unto us remember that that was what they lost in the garden of eden god is attracted god the, the, uh, God is attracted to them through the life that they live at that time. The Bible said God comes in the cool of day, in the cool of days, to visit them, to be with them because of their life, because the aroma of God is there. Everything about them is God, God, and nothing but God. And that is what God comes to. So until we reach that stage, then we are not really, really living an attractive life. It is only when people, when God, when we are filled with God, and God Himself sees that there is nothing that is mixed up between Him, between we be filled with Him and being filled with other things. That is when God is going to bring His men on us because He knows that when they come, they will meet Him there. The Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. So, an abiding life, I mean, an attractive life is an abiding life. Then, an attractive life is a crucified life. We all know those scripture. Hallelujah. Alicia 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But, now, but yet Christ liberty in me. Hallelujah. It's a crucified life. I'm crucified with Christ. In the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 6 also, we talk about that crucified life. Let's read about, let's read 6, 6. Romans 6, 6. The Bible said, knowing this, sorry, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sins, the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. Okay? An attractive life, life is what? It's a crucified life. What is a crucified life? A life that is that is no more lived on his own volition, on his own decision. It's no more lived on his own on, on, on his own uh, uh, mental reasoning. Anything that he, a life that has suspended his reasoning unto God, that he lived that life as if he himself is no more existing. So when it comes to the matter of doing something or exercising a thing, he, 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 God is the first, is the first con, con, contact. He collects from God. He, he, he has suspended everything about his own life and the decision of his life unto God so that God will be the only person that he lived through and about a crucified life is a life that that is that is lived above sin a life that determinantly 
rejected and resist sin always. That anything that will bring him low than where he started from with Christ, he will reject it. It's a life that is lived in the world of sin and yet was, was, was he sinless. That was the life that this man lived. I mean, uh, uh, Lord lived when he was at Sodom and Gomorrah. He was living among sinners. In one of the books that I wrote, I wrote uh, that I wrote, that was the uh, introduction that I gave. You see, because we are in the world of sin. Even at the time that so that that you know, I mean, Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, he was he lived his life separately to the extent that he, the sin of the land did not to, 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 he lived a life that, that make even the angel to come and visit him and take him out of the evil of the world. If he lived that life, that is a crucified life. You are seeing you are seeing sin and the enjoyment of sin, you said no to it. Yes, there are things that thought that the other men of the world are enjoying, but you say, no, I am not living my life that way. Even people can come and advise you when you are thinking that you are passing through challenges, and they will advise you to take a step that they felt is good for you, that will make you to at least escape these, uh, those challenges. But you said, no, it's not biblical. It's not according to the word of the law. I will not live that life. That was the life John, I mean, that was the life John lived. And that was the life that Lord lived in the same life of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are in our Sodom and Gomorrah at this time. Will are we are we going to be uh, uh, to be to be collected by God in the last days? Are we going to be are we going to be won and be received and be taken out of the mess of the world? And uh, are we are we living our say, a separated life such that? When God comes to, to, to visit us, he will, find, he will still find us living the life. This is what it takes to live an attractive life. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So an attractive life is a crucified life. A life that denied sin. A life that denied himself of enjoyment of this world. A life that denied himself of pleasure. Of pleasure. This was the life that this man lived. He lived in the wilderness. I mean, John, he lived in the wilderness. He has, the, he has access to even the palace. Even kings come to him in the wilderness. Because God himself brought them. Because he knows that when he brings them to John, he will, John will do the justice of the word of, I mean, of, of, of bringing them to God. And God himself will be honored as they come. So when men come to you, God bring men to you. How do you win them to Christ? Even at times, God may, I mean, God may decide to bring somebody that is top on and somebody that is not. Let me tell you, his life, let me say, his life is not attractive to you. Yet, the Lord wants you to win that person. He may think he may bring that person as a challenger to you. So that through you, even through your, your character of gentility, you will win the stubbornness of that person. You know, we, have, we have said many times about the issue of husband in a house or the wife in a house where there is where the husband or the wife is too difficult to live with. Yet we say that if you live your life uh, through Christ and Christ is living his life through you, you will be able to win that person because only what wins a stubborn life is Christ in, on the on the inside of one. So that is how we can win the world. When our life is lived in the will of the Lord. When our life is lived to please God, that is, that is what is what crucified life. I, I want to dwell a bit more on the issue of crucified life because a life that is not crucified and is not 
crucifyingly, let me use that scripture, cannot meet God. Cannot meet God. The book of, in the book of uh, Galatia chapter 5, verse 24. Let me read Galatia, Galatia 5, verse 24. What are the scriptures says there? It says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. This world today, we are living in a world of lust and, and fleshly affections. What attracts us most is what we see, beautiful things that we see around us. Such things can even attract Christians also. You see, attraction of this world is always there. But the Bible said here, they that are Christ's, they that belong to Christ have what? Have crucified the what? The flesh with the affections and lust. Meaning that these men are dead, even to things that lures other men onto wrongdoing. Things that Satan uses to lure men onto himself, they are dead to it. Because why? All this in the loss of the flesh and the uh, and the loss and the affection of the loss of the flesh, they have crucified it. They that are Christ. Because Christ was crucified on the cross of Calvary, then only, only the life that we will be presentable unto Jesus Christ and unto God is a crucified life and no more, no less. A life that is not lived crucifyingly is not the life of Christ. He that are Christ have crucified the flesh has have crucified the flesh with the affections and lost. And he said, verse 25, if ye live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. There is this gap between you living in the spirit and living in the, I mean, living in the, in, in the flesh. Because the Bible says somewhere, he said, every man in his own order, and afterward, they that are of Christ at his coming. You are in another as man before living as man. But there must be a demarcation between the life that you live in Christ in the world and the life that you live now in Christ. So when there is no demarcation, when the life that you live around when you are in the, in the world is see, carried into your Christian life, the anger is still there. The malice is this here that you are keeping. You are still stealing, you are still, you are still lying, and all this kind of thing. You are still fornicating, you are still committing adultery, you are still living in the lost, and yet you are confessing Christ and you are professing to be Christian. No, the Bible says here to live an attractive life. Do you know that to live an attractive life is to live and God is attracted to you also? Because when God is attracted to you, you know this Bible that says it in the book of uh, uh, Ecclesiastes. I mean, sorry, is it Ecclesiastes? Uh, the book of Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse sixteen. The Bible said, "Come, not wind, come thou south, and blow upon my garden, that my beloved may come in and have his pleasant fruit." Our life is the garden of the Lord. When God is attracted to our life through the way we live, through a crucified life, then God will bring men unto Himself to us, to us. Let us fight in our fight against everything that will make us to be what to be disorderly. 
against this scripture. The Bible said also in the book of that Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. I just want to be to rush now so that we finish on time. This, uh, we, have, we have spent about one hour in this message now, and it's, it, we are left with some little minutes here to spend. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 6, verse 14. Of course, the Holy Spirit said we should continue. I, I, I'm hearing continue. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the book of uh, Galatians, chapter 6, verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither... Am I reading, please? I'm, I'm reading verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Look at that word. I don't want any glory of this world. I want that glory. Only the glory, only that belongs unto Jesus Christ. Eh? I would not want to glory in anything except, except in the cross of Jesus Christ. As ugly as it is to the world, I will glory in that cross. As, as non-attractive that that, that that cross is to Jesus Christ, it is, is to the world, I will live by the cross. What is living? How, to, how is it to live by the cross? Can you explain to me? Can you tell me what, how to live by the cross? How to live surrendering and living through the cross and by the cross. Hallelujah. Be preparing. You are going to tell me that. Hallelujah. I'm talking to my sister here. The Lord bless us in Jesus. I just bounce upon him right upon her right now because he was looking at me as if she's only enjoying the message and don't didn't want to contribute. The Lord bless her. Hallelujah. How to live the life. That is uh, that, that is that, that is it that that uh, uh, Paul the apostle explained to us. He said, "But God forbid that I should glory. There are challenges around us." That we be that, that may want to compel us to live not according to the cross that we have embraced when we were saved. Because when we were saved, what we are saying is that we embrace the cross of Jesus Christ, even the way Christ died. If it comes to, to the time of us, I mean, dying like He died, we are ready. We embrace the cross. To embrace the cross means to to be ready to. To, to, to fight sin even unto our blood. To reject the word of pleasure of men even unto, our, unto the detriment of our peace, unto the detriment of our honor. Where are we supposed to collect honor of men? We say no. We only want to settle for Jesus Christ and for his cross. And that is how to live an attractive life. Remember that it is when you are living a life that is attractive to God, that God will attract men unto you. And that is the only life that God is challenging all of us to live. Live to attract yourself unto God and God will come unto your garden and have his pleasant food. Go and read it again in the book of Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 16. The last verse of Song of Solomon chapter 4. You just meditate on it and begin to ask yourself questions. How am I living my life? Am I embracing the cross of Christ? If anything challenge come my way right now to deny Christ, will I do that? If there are things that come my way as if to settle for the to settle for the less than the cross of Jesus Christ, will I still embrace the cross of Jesus? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let us awake unto what we are called on to do. We are called unto life of sacrifice, a life of crucifixion with Jesus Christ, a life that is not ashamed to be called a child of God, even in the midst of men. Huh? A life that is not ashamed 
to be called a Christian, a life that is not ashamed to even to even to to, 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 uh, to reject men and things that are, that the men are offering us in place of the cross of Christ, in place of the word of God. Hallelujah! Because tests will come our way by men through God, and then it is the way that we conduct ourselves and men answer God and see God through us, that we really say we are really said to that we are really living the good Christian life. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. An attractive life is a life dead to sin. We have read in the book of, the book of Romans uh, chapter 8, a life that is dead to sin. That is an attractive life. A life that is dead to sin. And we are talking, you know, we are, we are ministering to Christians. We are ministering to saints. So many, this ministration is not for the for general people. It's for general people, it's for people that are really being prepared. So we are really preparing the body of Christ to meet our God. In the book of Romans, chapter eight, verse ten. Can you read for me Romans eight ten? Hallelujah, ten to thirteen. Hallelujah. If you can read it for me, I will be. I will be so that I will just take a little pause. Hallelujah. Romans 8, Romans 10. And if Christ be in you, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after After the the flesh, flesh, 13. For if he live after the flesh, he will die. He shall die. Mm-hmm. For if he live through the spirit to mortify the deeds of the body, he shall die. That is how to live a good Christian life. You are living in the spirit. You are living against the flesh. You are living against sin. Hallelujah. It is possible. I was told. I was told of, of the way uh, this uh, bird eagle fly against the wind and still meander himself through, and he fly with speed. And I was wondering that this world is against us as believers, yet we must live through all the winds that is coming against us. Yet we have to live that Christian life that we are called to live. We must live because the Bible said, "If he, let me read verse by say, and if Christ be in you, the body will be dead because of sin." That is the essence. If Christ be in you, the body will be dead because of sin. If really, and it is Christ indeed that lives on the inside of you, your body must be dead. Why? Because Christ Himself was crucified in the body. And when he was crucified in the body, that crucifixion is only telling the story of what must happen to everyone that accepts him, that receives him. 
their body must be crucified and be dead unto sin. Jesus Christ chose to fall for us so that we may rise, so that we may have the strength to live a life of, crucif of crucifixion unto, unto him, so that our life will enter into that which is within the veil, because there are things that uh, we have not experienced if we are living in the flesh. It is only those for us that choose to live in the spirit and walk, walk in the spirit that we experience and encounter God and we encounter those things that is difficult for ordinary men and ordinary life. I, we have tasted it and we have known it. So that's the reason why to live an attractive life is to live denying sin of this world, to deny pleasure of this world. Of course, God is interested in your pleasure. God is interested in your, in your, in your prosperity, for instance, but you cannot receive it and have it without him. Without him, you can do nothing. When, you, when a Christian decides to live his life like Joseph lived to deny sin, then they are posting letters of prosperity that they deserve unto the Lord. And the Lord will not fail to make them to prosper. Let me tell you something, that when, when uh, Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, he was living in the life of sin, I mean, living among sinners. But yet, the Lord, he was successful enough that the Lord sent an agent to him to collect him. If Christ comes now, are we still living our life in a, in a way that will be presentable unto him and will be attracted unto us to take us home with him? You know, we have said it that to live a Christian life is to live in a way that men are attracted unto God through you because God is attracted to you through your life. The God come to them in the cool of the day because they are living the life of God. And God flow around them and live with them because of the life that they lived at the time. So this is the same life that God is calling all of us to live. So an attractive life is a life that is dead to sin. That sin cannot awake. I have, there is a practical lesson I used to teach my people, and my people, which I used to follow also. Anytime I meet a lady, for instance, and I find that there is this motion of sin, motion of loss that comes to me, because I am in Christ, and Christ is living on the inside of me, there is something in me that we know that we, that we know and, 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 and resist and say that this is a strange thing that is coming unto me. Lost, when it comes to somebody that is dead to sin, he will reject it immediately because it's like a wind, a, a negative wind is blowing against him, against his normal life that he, supposed to, that he was living because when you are living a life that is correct, anything that is strange in, uh, around, around you, the life of Christ in you will say no and will resist it always. That's why the Bible said, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. That is it. That is to live Christian life. When laws come, you know how to say no to it. That was what happened to Joseph. If Joseph can do it, yet he didn't have the, only, the kind of Holy Spirit that we had at that time and at his time, Yet he was able to resist. I don't see anybody, any Christian here, that we have an excuse, excuse that he couldn't live the life of denying sin in the body. 
So if Christ is on the inside, it will be what? It will be easier for you to say no to sin. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ is in you, the dead from the dead, from the dead is in you. Sorry, let me read that one. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You see, there is a spirit in you that will say no to sin when the sin comes. Because that spirit in you will rise against that power. Because you are living a correct life. You are living within your habitat as believer and as Christians. That is the reason when, when sin comes also and knock at the door or loss for instance or a, you have a negative pull of sin towards, a, uh, towards somebody that is a, a what we call, an opposite sense and then you can't say no, you can't deny, you see embrace it, you see allow it to be there. No, you are living, your life is, is being lived incorrectly. Mm, yes, because if Christ is on the inside and the motion of sin come, you will say no to it because the spirit of Christ in you will come against it immediately and you will know that something strange is around and then you will say no to it. If Christ and but if Christ is be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the but the spirit is life because of righteousness. That is it. So a an attractive life is a is a life that is dead to sin. Hallelujah. Life now what is an attractive life again? An attractive life is a life that is lived in the spirit. We have read it in the book of Galatians. We still read one verse there again in Galatians chapter five. Verse uh, uh, 16, Galatians 5, 16. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Let's go together to Galatians 5, 15. All right. I read here. He said, and uh, uh, let me read from verse 15. Oh, verse 16. This I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. And shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Can you can you hear that? If you are living in the spirit of God, you are walking in the spirit of God. You, there is a law that guides your life. That's why the Bible said, "Against this, there is no law." If there is anybody that is living, that is living his life spiritually. Huh? Now, you see, I read that in the book of in the verse 23, the same place where we read. But uh, uh, from verse 22, he said, that is, I'm still at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the spirit of the, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. He said, against this, there is no law. There is no any negative law if you are living in the spirit. If the negative law of this of sin come unto you, it will, it will be resisted violently and immediately because of the spirit of God on the inside. Because the spirit of God on the inside will, will decode uncleanness that is coming into his table and, in, and around him. And through you, if you are living that life spiritually, then your, your life will spontaneously resist anything that is negative that is flowing around. 
I have I, I, I am in need and I'm practicing it. Anything that comes my way that is negative, because the spirit of God is on the inside of me, any negative thing, be it a, a negative good, because Satan is walking around seeking whom he may devour, and he may send a negative and what you call an opposite sex unto you, and he may give that opposite sex a kind of a pull towards you, for instance, because these are the these are these these are the area where the where, where our father, our old father, what is our first father and mother were one, they were worn through the loss of the flesh. When the pool came unto them to hit that apple, they did not resist it. And, and that is what we should begin to take note of. If you are going to win, and we are going to win Christ in the last day, then we must live and walk in the spirit. So an attractive life is a life that is living in the spirit. Like I told you, as, as I've said it in this message before. There was a day I was just in the I was in the in the church praying, and somebody came a, 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 an opposite sex. He came into the into the place to come and do some cleaning in the church. Huh? I did not have any thought at all towards anybody. In fact, you know what I mean. You no. Know? In fact, what happened on those days was that there was this strong pool that came. Huh? It just came in a minute. Oh, let me say a second. Immediately it came. I said, in the name of Jesus, get out of me. I didn't shout to, like I heard him shouting. I just said it in, within my spirit. I just I just muttered something in my voice to resist that thing. Immediately I resist. I said, no, get out of me. That, this, that, 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 that demon, get out of my Get out of me. Immediately I said it. I did not know that the Holy Spirit was around. I just had to carry in my language. That is well done. Hallelujah. Well done. I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was around. I didn't know that the Holy I heard him saying, Well done. Gently. Well done. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. As believer, you have this to do. To resist sin. To resist the devil. By the spirit that is in the side of you. If you don't have the spirit of the Lord, you can't resist. That is the reason why you must, you must, you must walk hard to be baptized in the spirit of God. You must walk to be filled with the spirit of the Lord. If you say you are a Christian and you are a believer, you must walk to that. Let me tell you something. The life of Christian that we believed attractively, we believed in a way constantly, not only one day, constantly to resist sin. Amen. And to resist the loss of the flesh. You must do it practically. I have told you my own example. And it works for me, and that is that is what I've been working for me. If there is anything that I'm feeling towards anybody, if there is anything that comes my way, I check my spirit inside. I, 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 I my language, my feeling, me, my feeling, know me. That is, I will, I will, I will introduce it to my spirit inside. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit will respond also spontaneously in me and through me physically. That is how to live victorious life, a life that is attractive. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We cannot go further than this. We must be, we must be rounding up because okay, of course, we still have four items. Let me just rush, rush through that. Of course, a, 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 an attractive life is a life of confidence and freedom. Life of confidence and freedom. Confidence from what? Life of confidence and freedom. It's not a legalistic life. It's not a life that you live. Uh, uh, let me just uh, try and uh, and live above this. Amen. 
is a life that you experience freedom on the inside. Let me let's read the scripture to understand the, to understand the word of the Lord. In the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. 1 John 2, 28. A life of freedom on the inside. You have freedom on the inside. You are not living legalistically. You are not living your life in the way that a law, you are binded by a law or a particular law. Don't do this, don't hit that, don't do that, don't do this. Because there is a kind of liberty on the inside of you that will make you to experience joy. Let's read that in the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. 1 John 2, 28. The Bible says there, says that, and now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What does that mean? Abide. Abide in him. Abide in him. Abide in him. When you abide in him and he abides in you, then there will be this comfortability, there will be this joy, the settling of your mind that you are living a correct Christian life. In the book of 1 John chapter, that first of John, 1 John chapter 4, verse, verse 17. Let's read 1 John verse 17. 1 John 4 verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he, as he is, so we are in the world. When Jesus Christ wanted to walk on the sea for that, for that he did not get it. He, he was not afraid. He knew what he was and whom he was. Huh? And he places his, he places his, as, anytime he places his feet on the water, because of what he is, he is God. When we experience who we are in Christ also, there will be a kind of freedom. We will not fear anything. So a, an attractive life is a life of freedom. Look at John. When he was speaking to that king, huh? he was speaking to that king, not minding who the king was, but he had to speak the truth of the word of God. Of course, he was beheaded, which was designed by God for him to do, so that, so that he would end his life that way. But yet, he fulfilled divine counsel of God by speaking fearlessly with confidence when he had to speak the truth. So when you are living in the truth and your life is within the truth of Christ or within the truth of God, you will live by that. By that. that spirit will follow you. It will make you to think as if you are God yourself. There will be this boldness on this side of you. There will be confidence on this side of you. And this confidence will not be a negative confidence. It will not be a, it will not be a confidence that is loose. It's a confidence that you live with the consciousness of God being in you and you are living for him. You will live in freedom. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. So an attractive life is a yielded life. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 to 13, 10, you, say, you can read it also. It's a yielded life. A yielded life. A life that yield unto God. The Bible said that, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself, your, your, your member. Eh? So, is, is, uh, let me read it. Let me read it. I just want to rush because we only have two items after this one. So, let's just read it and then we'll round up there. The only thing that we should continue, the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. So, have, for, for you having patience to listen to us, what does the Bible says here? He said, a, 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 an attractive life is a, is a yielded life. It's a yielded life. A yielded life. Romans chapter 6, verse 13 to 16. An attractive life is a yielded life. When a life is yielded unto the Lord, 
When a life is yielded unto the Lord, the life carries a kind of beauty that is of God that cannot be negotiated with anything sinful. You see, a yielded life is a life that when there is this motion of sin or suggestion of sin, then there is this spontaneous resistance in the spirit to say no. You say no, I have surrendered my life unto the Lord and nothing more and nothing less. In the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 16, the Bible says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servant to obey, to obey, is servant ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Can you see that? That's what the scripture says. When you are living your life on the inside of you with Christ ruling there and the spirit is on the inside, it's a life that is yielded only, only unto him. Anything that is negative, that is not godly, will be resisted from from the inside. Can you see in verse 14, before, before that 16, the Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. When a life is lived in Christ, a grace will flow constantly, constantly, that will make that person to resist sin, to say no to sinfulness. There is this power on the inside that says that, 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 that uh, diagnoses that decodes anything that is negative and that says no to it. Look, uh, 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 if you make, if you put a wrong battery, for instance, into a, into a, into another phone that the battery is not made for, it won't enter. It will, even if it enters, it won't work. It won't size the mouth of the world we call it now. Why? Because that is how Christian life should be. So when something that is negative overlaps your life, then it won't match it. It won't match it. It won't match it at all. So that's the reason why a life that is lived on the inside through Christ always resists sinfulness. Like I told you my own example, when I, was, when I had the pull towards that woman, it was a negative pull. I decoded it immediately and I said no. I rejected it. I casted out that spirit. I said that demon of what? Of, of lust, get out of me. And immediately after that, after I changed that, I had well done, softly, from the inside of me by the Holy Spirit. I did not know that the Holy Spirit was there. Hallelujah. Verse 15, the Bible said, when, what then shall we what then shall we sin because we are, not, we, are, we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. A grace will tell you that this is sinfulness. Run away from it and you will, and you will say, no, that is a yielded life. A yielded life. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. A, a, an attractive life is a life of faith and trust. A life of faith and trust in the Lord. A life of trace, a, of faith and trust. A life that has suspended his own life unto Jesus Christ. Anything that comes your way is by Jesus and through Jesus. Your faith is strong and you trust in him permanently. So whenever anything comes that is faithless, that makes you afraid, this life we say no. The power we we spring up in you that we say no to that thing. Hallelujah. And then you will not be you will not be afraid or entertain any fear. Hallelujah. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 5 to 6, the Bible said, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, 
and was not found because God had translated him. For before his trans, I mean, translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 16. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to, to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When you seek God with all your heart and you serve him with all your being, when it comes to the matter of applying faith to anything, it will no more be you. It will be the faith of Christ in you that will spring up and, test and give you the kind of, uh, the kind of uh, uh, motion and the kind of direction that will make you to flow around what you believe about God. That will make you to live within that which you believe about Him. And then you will not be moved. You will remain immovable. Let me tell you, things that comes away as winds and as storms, they are coming to knock at the door of your faith. To open unto them or to close against them. When challenges come your way and you are living your life as Christian on the inside and Christ is living inside of, inside of you, it will no more be your own faith. It will be the faith of Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says, we have read it before now, that we should walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. The moment, so it is enjoyable to people that are walking in the spirit because when any challenges come, the spirit on the inside will resist. The grace on the inside will say no. That is very beautiful. That is how to live a beautiful life, an attractive life. It's a life that flow around God and God flow around. A life that collects information from the heavenlies. A life that is attracted and connected directly even to the throne of God. That when God is passing anything, it will reach unto him. And when he just sends something, a signal to heaven, the heaven will collect and they, re- and they reply. So when anything negative comes around that person, the same heaven that is connected to and him that is connected to heaven will spontaneously reject it. And then, oh my God, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So it's beautiful to live our life in the spirit and in the word of the Lord within within our habitat as believers. And our habitat is the word of God. The habitat of every Christian is the word of the Lord. Your habitat is the word of the Lord. To live a victorious life is to live within the word. Within the word. It's a life that is lived by the control of the word of God. Jesus Christ himself said, he said, whatever I do or hear you hear me saying, I hear from the Father and I deliver unto you. The information that must be reaching you before you can meet the word, before, the, before you can encounter men and men we encounter God, God through you, it will be the direct information from heaven, from God, from from the throne of Jesus Christ, where you were sitting at the right hand of the majesty of God. This is what God is calling us unto. Any life that is lesser than that is not the life that Christ designed for you to live as Christian. God has designed for you a victorious life, a life that is lived within the faith and the habitat of God himself that is around you. Because when the life of Christ is being lived, there is the aura of heaven that will cover you. The glory of heaven will cover you and surround you. Yes, the presence of the Lord will be around and cover you. 
So anything that comes negatively from on the inside, there will be a, a spontaneous resistance by the Spirit of God in you, by the presence of God in, in you. And that is what we call an attractive life. That is a life that John lived as an example that we have said, a life that says no. Anything that is negative, a life that Lot lived when he was at Sodom and Gomorrah and he was not part of the sinfulness of the land and he was, he was, an angel was sent unto him and his family to collect him. When Christ comes, will you be collectible? Are you living the life of victory? So an attractive life is a victorious life also. In the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. We'll not read all that, but we are going to read few of the word of the Lord there. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, um, uh, verse 31. The Bible says here, let me read verse 31 and see how we can how far we can go in that scripture, but because that is the last point that we are that we are making, and then we will round up. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Can you hear that? If God is living on the side of you, who can be against you? If you are living within your habitat as Christian, as a believer, and the presence of the Lord is with you, who can be against you? If God be for us, who can be against us? If you are living a life that negates sinfulness of the world, who can be against you? Paul said something to the Rome, to the Galatians. He said, who have bewitched you? Who have bewitched you? Who is it that can bewitch you? If you are living the righteous life as a Christian should live, who will bewitch you? Who will intimidate you? Who will, who, who, who will molest you? Oh my God. The Bible said in verse 32, he said, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. This is talking about things that are collectibles from the Lord. Things that can be collected from the Lord. If you are connected rightly, you will not be denied anything from his throne. Except those things that will harm you. Except those things that God will say, wait, I'm bringing it. It's not yet matured for you. But whatever you ask the Lord, the Bible said, God, Jesus Christ said, if my word abide in you and you abide in me, you will ask anything of my Father and it shall be done unto you. This is what we are saying, living an attractive life. Living a life that is attracted to God and God is attracted to. Living a life as we find it in the book of Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 16. A life that says, uh, that, 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 that make God to be attracted unto, that, unto your life, unto your own garden. You read that scripture there. In the book of, of Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible said, Come, not wind, and come thou south. I'll blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. And let my beloved come into his garden and have his pleasant fruit. So when Jesus Christ is living on the east side in the garden of your life, his glory will be there, you will be attracted with his glory, and the glory of the Lord will be indwelling you, and you will live within that glory. And then tell me the Satan, the devil, or the demons or forces that will come around you. If Jesus Christ is in your garden, if you are living a life that is attracted to Jesus and Jesus is attracted to, and that is a life that can change men unto Jesus Christ. And that is why we are saying when we began that if you are thinking of meeting Jesus Christ or meeting God in the last day, then how are you meeting, how is God meeting men through you? Yes. 
If you are thinking of meeting Christ in the last day, how is it that God is reaching out to men through you? How is God meeting men through you? As believer, this is the life that you are called unto. As a husband in the house, as a wife in the family, as a child of the family, you must live your life to give the names of your family, to spell the name of your family the way it should be spelled correctly. And you are a family of God's house, then your life and my life as family of God's house must spell whom God is. And through us, they must encounter, the world must encounter God. The angels of the Lord is walking around us and we continue to walk around us. Even whatever danger that is in this world at this time, God can still deliver us as he delivered Lord out of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are concluding here. And I know the Lord has blessed you. I know you are challenged. And because I too am challenged. Look at the life that Joseph lived. By the grace of the Lord, we will continue next week. Living an attractive life. We have seen the example of John. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. He lived a surrendered life. He was loyal to Christ. He lived in humility. In transparency. He was consistent. He lived selflessness. He was, he was selfless. He, he, he didn't live his life selfish, selfishly. Huh? He understand the time and season. He understand his limits. He understand his ministry. He was heavenly linked. He understand the scriptures. And that was the victory. He was in the wilderness and people were thronging around him. And people were meeting him. He didn't build cathedral expensive houses. He didn't have that posh car like you had. Like you think that when you had that, people will be attracted unto your ministry or to your life. No, 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 no. Paul, I mean, he didn't have all that. I mean, John the Baptist. He was living even a wide life, but he was living in God and God was living in him. And God advertised him and his ministry and brought men unto him in the wilderness. This is what can happen unto you and to your life when you live the life leave the business of bringing men to you when you just live your life towards God because the Bible said we know not first live unto himself but we are living unto, unto God when you live unto God, God will have the business of his own of bringing men to your side let us pray, Lord help me today, Lord help me this day, in the name of Jesus Lord, 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 Lord I'm challenged with your word, oh Lord how am I attracting men unto you? Are you are, are, am I living a life that is attracted to you that you are willing to, 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 to come with and to come for. Oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to repent. If there is any sin that you have experienced in your life at this time, through this message, I want you to pray, Lord, forgive me. Lord, the grace of the Lord is flowing. I can see the grace of the Lord flowing around here right now. I can see God working with his mercy for some, for some people here. I can see God working, 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 working. And I see God presenting his mercy and his grace unto men here at this time. I want you to pray that, Lord, I collect your grace. To live the kind of life that I have to live as Christian. To live the life, to, to, to live a and your ambassador, ambassador in my world, in my working place, in my church. To be the correct ambassador of yours that you want me to be. Lord, help me. Lord help me, Lord help me, Lord help me, Lord help me. Jesus, I can't do it by myself. I collect your grace, I receive your grace today to live the kind of life that you want me to live. Jesus, come on the inside. Jesus, come into my life. 
Jesus, come and express yourself freely through me. Jesus Christ, you want to express yourself, your life, oh God, through, through me in my working place, in my church, everywhere I am, in my neighborhood. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Everywhere that I have been misrepresenting you, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Anywhere I've been misrepresenting you, oh Lord Jesus, through my character, through my, through my character, through my words, have mercy on me. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want men to meet you in my life. So, Lord, I want to be attracted. I want to. I want to. Attract, I want my life to be attracted to you, so that you come into my garden also. Lord, help me, O Lord, to prepare my garden as your habitat, as where you are going to dwell. Oh God, even when I'm praising and honoring you, I should honor you within the life, within my habitat. I'm not. I must not be honoring you or worshiping you with my mouth, but with my life. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord for you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, by your grace. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help me by your grace. Help me by your grace. Help me by your grace, O Lord. Our Lord, I enter and I collect your grace from your presence today in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of every sin that I've I've committed, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. O Lord, wherever I've been misrepresenting you, Daddy, Daddy, Lord, forgive me. Daddy, Lord, bless me. Daddy, Lord, touch me. Lord, prepare me well, O God, for your coming. So that, Lord, I will be a collectible collectible when you come back in the last days. Oh, Lord, Jesus, help me in the name of Jesus. I don't know the way you pray that prayer. After leaving this message, God, just go and spend about five minutes before the Lord. Maybe five minutes, ten minutes before the Lord. And just kneel down, fall fall upon your knees and ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord to help you. As the husband of the family, as pastor of the church, as as even as, as believer in your working place, ask the Lord to help you. And I know the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. I pray that the grace of the Lord God Almighty will come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let the grace of the Lord Jesus come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let the power of the Lord come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let the calling that the Lord has made upon you today to be answered by you. Let every being of you, every being in you say yes to the Lord. Let everything that is saying no to the Lord in you die right now. In the name of Jesus, let every part that is saying no to the will of God in your life that is causing you to resist God and what he has been sending you to sending to you, let that power die right now. In the name of Jesus, receive the spirit and the power of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, to do to be the kind of Christian you ought to be, to be the kind of believer you ought to be. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you abundantly. Just spend some time before the Lord after this message. And I know the Lord will meet you. You will encounter God and God will encounter you. In the name of Jesus. You can listen to this message again and again by going to BeFruitfulFamily.com. Just spread BeFruitfulFamily.com. Once again, BeFruitfulFamily.com. .com. And we thank those of you that join us in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the studio. Africa, your name is Africa. God bless you. You enter the studio. Susie Mensa, God bless you. Energy Divine, L. You enter the studio, the Lord bless you. Yes, Tophilos Anon, Tete. God bless you for being with us. And uh, Conquer, God bless you. We see all what you are sending. The Lord bless you. You see those fire doubts, those messages are saying, always be liking our our, our, our our program also. 
it will hard it will hard to our 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 outreach uh, color to our outreach the lord bless you in the name of jesus the lord bless you conquer you were with us even at the tail end of the message the lord bless you uh, you say i'm a conquer you're a conqueror in the name of jesus you will be you will be a conqueror forever in your life in the name of jesus the Lord, the, the Lord will make you that conqueror that your name is bearing. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you to you. Thank you. God bless you to you. God bless you, conquer. God bless you. Amen and amen. Bye for now. God bless you in Jesus' name. Join us again on Wednesday, 7 a.m. By the grace of the Lord, you have the time. That is when we have Shiloh Hour. It will be a miracle day. The Lord bless you. Our number 80 That is our WhatsApp number. Plus two three four eight zero five seven two one four four seven zero. That's our WhatsApp number. You can call us on that line also. Plus two two three four eight zero five seven two one four four seven zero. And uh, plus two three four eight zero three eight two seven eight two ninety. Plus two three four eight zero. Three eight two seven eight two nine zero. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. That's our number. Conquer for you. You can you ask for it. The Lord bless you. you can call us. You can reach out to us on WhatsApp line. You can reach us us also. You can send message to us. The Lord bless you. Thank you so much. Remain blessed in Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't forget to meet us on Wednesday by the grace of the Lord. The Lord will be there to pray to bless us and to host us again. The word of God is a miracle day of that day. That's the day of fruitfulness. That's the covenant day that we are meeting. Uh, that's our covenant day in this ministry. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye for now. Hallelujah. Amen. 7 a.m. Yes, yeah, 7 a.m. God bless you. Thank you so much. It was 7 a.m. Yeah. Yes. Wednesday, 7 a.m.